Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 74, season 4, episode 16, entitled Floyd, originally airing March 25th, 2010. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Floyd is in town and gets in touch with Liz so they can catch up. But there's a surprise in store. Meanwhile, Danny gets a puff piece written about him by the New York Times to fill out their lack of ad space. And Pete's worried about Jenna and Tracy getting jealous. So while Danny gets into a feud with the writer's room, Kenneth occupies Jenna and Tracy and invades their dreams. Yes. That's the synopsis of this episode. Um... I think both of those BC stories could have been either dwindled more or one taken out and devoted more time to Floyd and Liz because neither one of them are very memorable or good and I really wanted to see more Liz and Floyd because it just seems like they're a scant couple of scenes that we see them in and as good chemistry they have as we've seen them have before to get what we have in this for the, the penultimate Floyd episode is such a bummer. Yeah, it's, honestly, to me, the whole thing is just a filler episode. Like, even the Liz and Floyd storyline, like, what's it, it's bringing back someone from the past for one episode. And it's like, I guess it, you could say that there, if there's any, like, character development in Liz being able to totally let go of a past relationship, but it's like, that's me trying to give a generous interpretation I think because yeah. I mean I feel like that's the only otherwise that's the only plot character any sort of movement that this episode f- fulfills to keep yeah. it from being just like totally you know what I mean having no impact whatever whatsoever yeah. on the plot outside of it because yeah. I mean the Danny writer's room feud is like totally self-contained like the mm-hmm. Jenna Tracy Kenneth dream I mean that's just like again something that's just like a little cutesy whatever one episode yeah. bit so it's like which those were probably both stories that they wanted to pitch as full episode stories mm-hmm. and just didn't have enough meat, but still wanted to use them. So they put them in this episode to fill it out. But I would have preferred them to still cut those down a little bit more and focus on Floyd Liz. I mean, I didn't even find that. that. Uh, well, I guess like knowing, I mean, you've seen the series, but you know where it's going too. But like knowing where it's going and knowing since we're rap- watching this in rapid fire, knowing how good Floyd and Liz were together it's such a shame we didn't get more of that because we know they work very well not just as a couple but just as actors they work off each other very well and they're all I feel like it's just such a flash this episode just goes by like in a week I've already forgotten a lot of what happens in this episode I had no record I mean I had no recollection yeah. whatsoever I didn't even remember that Floyd yeah. came back or anything yeah which that's that's not good um but yeah uh I don't know like um there's still some funny jokes in here and some bits that are like memorable like it's it's got another one of those and this is a minor one but it's got another one of those what i call heart moments when she's talking to him after she realizes he's drunk and she's like you know i tried to give up everything for you and and you didn't want to budge but suddenly because you found someone that's different from me but it's more your type you're willing to give up what you got to come here and it's like there's there's a moment in there that's like all right and like you said it's good character development for liz but it's just not enough to really make this episode 
really that memorable or stand out. So yeah. It's just kind of like, it's almost forgettable. And one thing that's usually good about the show is that even if it's weaker on plot, there's still like lots of good one-liners. And I mean, I feel like even from that perspective, there weren't really like, I guess like the, the sort of the NBC parody stuff. So having like the Today Show stuff and having Lester Holt like do a little bit like, it's always funny when they'd have like actual NBC like on air personalities do like bits or whatever, but it's like really it would, there weren't there weren't even really that many strong or memorable jokes or one liners. Really, yeah. I mean the the, the, the Tracy and Kenneth stuff ultimately just boils down to they think they're in a Nightmare on Elm Street parody, yeah. which, which I feel like funny. Yeah, see so that could have had potential. Yeah, if they had more time for it, like yeah. if they could have devoted a full episode to it rather yeah. than let's say let's say each segment is seven minutes, so that's what we're going to boil it down to. But if it had more time than seven minutes to tell its story, they could have done a lot more fun stuff, <clears throat> like a lot of more like uh, dreams and and like all these fake outs and stuff. They could have done a lot more with that. Like we don't even see a Jenna dream; all we hear about is her talking about them. Which, like, there's, like, her saying it was super graphic and you think she's going to be sexual. And she's like, we were married and we have kids. And it's like, like, that's her idea of a nightmare and yeah. something like that. So that's funny. Um, but, yeah, it's just not enough there. Like, them attacking Kenneth and hitting him, hitting him with, like, objects is funny. And, like, how he just takes it and it's like, I'm so happy that you're okay. Uh, like there's funny moments but there's so few and far between in this episode that it's just I don't know it's enjoyable but forgettable by the end like next week we won't even really remember this episode happened Floyd who's Floyd what's uh, Cleveland this is the second time I think they've mentioned his last name and I think we'll get it again in the wedding but yeah like if again if you're not paying attention you still don't really know Floyd's last name like it just it comes and goes so quick that it's like all right that's the case. oh so they they actually show the wedding and Floyd is back again yeah he's in the oh. finale of this so this is that's why I said penultimate but yes if you weren't paying attention you would have missed that yeah so he he comes back for the finale um, I don't think he has much of a line I don't think he has any lines I think he's just there it's very weird oh, uh, I, I want to be wrong but he might have one or two but yeah hmm. I guess I guess any other thoughts before we hop in. Let's hop Let's in. Get it over with. Oh. A breakfast date? Who's this guy? Uh, I met him on K Date, which is the personal section of the Kraft Foods website. And what was he like? He owns a cockatiel named Arliss. Oh, God. But I'm not letting it get me down. I'm just going to keep putting positive energy out there, and something good will come back to me. Good morning, Miss Lemon. A Mr. DeBarber called. Seriously? A Mr. DeBarber called. Floyd called. Oh my God, that's amazing. What you said worked. <sighs> okay, universe, send me a white football player. No kickers or linemen. Okay. So does anything pay off of that? Well, no, but no, it doesn't at all. But I was saying, I, I did. So I, I said that there weren't even really any good one-liners. But I will. Yes, the the, the, the dating section of the Kraft yeah. Foods website actually is a good one. Yeah. So you I take it back. That 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 was that was a right. that was one good one-liner. Yeah. That's that's fair enough. But I mean, even so, like Liz's story is put out positive vibes, get something out. Yeah. She doesn't get any. I mean, she gets something out of it in that she learns to let go of someone that she can no longer have. So I guess there is some good from that. But like, she only gets that after being negative. She doesn't. I don't know. It's it feels like they just faltered on what they were trying to do with yeah. her character. Where's the breakfast date? We never get to see it. Oh, never? Yeah, see, that would have been a fun cutaway or something. I don't know. So also, Jenna is racist, which, well, I think we already knew that, but... 
Well, we we learned last episode she can't date a black guy because she'll lose her NASCAR endorsement. That's right. So she, yeah. it's just yeah. it's just uh, comes with the territory. Yeah. Also, I had. I don't know if they said it, but it, on back during Floyd's, Floyd's storyline, but if they did, I didn't remember that his last name was DeBarber. So I thought at first it was some joke about like how it was a prank call and Kenneth didn't get it. Then I was like, what, Mr. DeBarber? Like, how can, like, I was trying to right, like, exactly. I was like, what's what's the prank call? And then like, obviously it immediately goes into Liz saying it's Floyd. But I was like, because I, I was trying to think, right. like, you know, like stuff like, I don't know, like, a man, yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. Amanda yeah. Hunt gets that yeah. sort of thing or whatever. So I was like, Mr. Barber, like, Mr. what's Barber that? And I was like, oh, yeah. no, it's not. Well, so the only time, so when he first met Jack, um, Jack says, oh, the only Floyd I know is a barber that cuts my hair down on X Street. And Floyd goes, oh, that's my son, I'm Floyd Jr. So that's him saying I'm Floyd the barber. Mm. Uh, the second time we learn it is when he makes the line of I'm just sick of this rat race and then they do the cutaway where he pops out of his apartment and says guys and there's people literally having a rat race and the guy that's his landlord says please Mr. DeBarber but he's got such a thick accent you can, you miss uh-huh. it you don't hear it and then this is I think the third time that they've mentioned DeBarber but again if Liz didn't Floyd didn't follow up with Floyd Cobb you would like you like you would think who the fuck is Mister DeBarber? What is the joke there? And yeah. So it's just like I don't know why they never hit that last name Barber because they've done all, they've done either they I don't know it just seems like such a weird thing that they never hit his last name that hard. Which I think we we pointed out is a reference to Floyd the Barber on Andy Griffith show from fifties or sixties. When did that show air? It was. It was around that time. Like I want to say late fifties or sixties because it was one of those shows that started in black and white and made the transition to color shows around that time. Uh, we come back from the opening and we set up Danny slash Jack and the Pranksman's storyline. Hey, Danny, congratulations. Congratulations? For what? Danny was nominated for a Juno, which is like a Canadian Grammy. Yeah, I recorded the Psych Up song that plays during Ottawa Senators games. The crowd's getting loud. Scotiabank plays. Make a hockey lime and face. It's Scotiabank plays. I'm not going to win, but it's an honor just to be nominated in the same category as Sir Dave Coulier. Well, it should be great exposure for you. I know. And there's going to be a profile of me in the New York Times as filler because of dwindling ad sales. Isn't that awesome? I am sick of that guy's positive energy. We got to start messing with him. Yeah. Like, what if we trick him into kissing me? It'd be so funny because I'm not gay. Or if the pranksmen write that Times profile ourselves. Making Danny look like an idiot. And put it in the press packet that everybody gets. This is the most friends I've ever had. So the obvious joke is there's no way that a stadium song would ever be nominated for anything, much less a Canadian Grammy. I mean, Slim Pickens up there in Canada, maybe. Carly Rae Jepsen only makes so many albums that they can nominate for things. That's true. Is that strictly for Canadian artists? Yeah. Or is it... Oh, it's strictly... Yeah. They, well, they may have some sort of, like, international... I feel like a lot of, like, individual countries, even even when they have their own industry, like, awards will have, like, best international artists or something. Mm-hmm. So they probably have something like that. But in general, I believe... It. Yeah, it's, it's Canadian But Grammys artists. isn't... Grammys is worldwide, right? Yeah. So that's weird that you would have an international artist... Well, it's, I think it's because a lot of countries like want since since America produces so much culture, they want to promote their own That's culture. But then also obviously recognize that artists like you know 
Rihanna or Beyonce or Coldplay or whatever mm-hmm. are still like obviously extremely popular. They're just so you know still recognize them, but not at the expense of their homegrown artists. Yeah. Because hmm. I mean, obviously, all countries—not not all countries, many countries—have their own artists that like rise to a global level. But the U.S. has like a hugely disproportionate right. amount of those, I guess. So. Well, I mean, there's so many recording companies in this country yeah. alone that uh, house a lot of recording artists. So, because that makes yeah. sense. Although Canada honestly probably punches above their weight compared to a lot of other countries. I'm sorry. What? I see Canada punches above their weight in terms of like internationally successful artists compared to a lot of other countries. Oh, like that? You mean they have like a lot of standouts? Yeah, well, I mean they, they have okay. a lot. You know what I mean? Like compared to like. Well, what else are you gonna do in Canada? Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would say I mean probably because they're native English speaking that helps. Right. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's like oh, it feels like Canada, UK, well, it's the US, but Canada, UK, and Australia also have a lot of like disproportionately have like internationally famous pop culture figures probably because of the English factor you know what I mean it's like I mean how many like how many German or Chinese or Indian you know what I mean there's very few that are actually like worldwide but well I mean I guess but it's also insular like like obviously we're like I mean obviously there's a lot of like K-pop is a very gigantic market oh for sure yeah it's it's slowly breaking out here but even then it'll break out here be a trend and then go away and in 10 years it'll it'll like the the Latin boom of the early two thousands, everybody was like, "Oh my God, all the Latin music!" And then it, who who talks about any art, Latin artists these days, unless it's like Despacito is like a really big hit. But have they well, followed up with anything? Like they I tried mean, probably, but they're still they're still very big in Latin America. Yeah. But did did their follow up song really do anything? If they even released it in America, so it's like it's like I think. Outside, outside American or non-English speaking or songs or, and artists are generally treated on this as niche and sort of just quick cash-ins to make a trend and then... Well, you're talking about from an American... Right, right, from American, American right. But in their home countries, yeah. you know, they're doing very well yeah. regardless, I mean, which is why they're able to branch out into other, other yeah. markets. But it, I feel like the U.S. is diverse enough that, like, artists, like... A big Latin artist like can tour here and have, you know yeah. sell out shows here and you know what I mean and get lots of streams and it's not right. necessarily like super mainstream popular right. but it's still like you know more than enough fans to support. Yeah, but doing I, a lot I, of I, I guess my thing is like the the maintaining that. So when their next album comes out, will, will that continue or will it just be? I like, mean, probably. I mean, I don't know. Like I mean, they, I mean, they saw they the Latin Grammys been going on for a long time now, and I mean, it's, right. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how, like, so Ricky Martin doesn't really do music anymore. But Jennifer Lopez was probably one of the bigger breakouts. But she she wasn't a breakout star because of her music. She was an actress, musician. She had a ton of things. Enrique Iglesias was part of that, and he's still well. Making- but you're talking about people from 20 years ago. I mean, they're well, nervous, well, like I'm saying, like that was Bad the Bunny big and like well, Camila Cabello came from more of like standard American pop. But I mean, she's you know, I mean, she's definitely right. tapping in that market. Like I don't know, I, I feel like there there are a lot of. I mean, songs that you may not have heard of that, that's true. that like, that, like just, especially like anymore. especially like in terms of like Spotify, like there are a lot of artists that are big on Spotify that's that aren't true. necessarily mainstream pop yeah. stars. I don't know. That's fair. I mean, I don't have my finger on the pulse yeah. to music as much as I once did. So, I don't like, much either as I used to. Uh, I I couldn't tell you what's trending nowadays. So. Yeah, but I mean, it, 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 streaming really drags. Yeah. Every I, I don't do as much as I used to. I used to at least like every week like watch like like a quick clip countdown like the top 50 on billboard and i mean it's a lot and basically really it's a lot of 
hip hop rap and Latin mm-hmm. stuff because that's the stuff that's biggest on Spotify. You know, in some country, I guess like the the, the high punching country stuff. Yeah. Um. But so I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's the I think there's a lot out there that yeah that you're not you're not necessarily following a lot, but it's still achieving still like a decent level of success. But again, not at the level of like huge. I guess getting back to what we were talking about before, like, but they're still like right. But they're even though they're regionally successful and maybe even the U.S. like they're definitely not at quite that same international level that yeah. um, a lot of English native artists are. Yeah, that's fair. Although that may change, I mean, I feel like like K-pop is on the brink of like potentially being, you know what I mean? Like BTS is like potentially mm-hmm. has the ability to make it mainstream because like you, you know, I feel like he'll have sometimes where like albums will be successful, but not really any singles. But they have had they've started to have some singles like they've done collaborations with American artists and started to have mm-hmm. some singles like kind of get on to the charts and like get radio airplay. Not like a ton yet, not like huge singles, but yeah. that's like the, I feel like that's like the thing that that makes difference because like. You know, I mean, like artists like even even American successful artists like Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber, he's Canadian, but I mean, same close enough to what I'm t- talking about, where they had successful albums like way before they had successful singles, but it wasn't until they had the singles that they were like breakout stars. So I feel like, so yeah, so I, I guess that's where we are right now for a lot of K pop and Latin artists. Like maybe their albums are selling well, but they haven't had a lot of those big singles yet to make them household. Yeah, I mean, and figures. plus, like, especially if you're a radio hit you've got to have a hook you've got to have like a chorus yeah and a lot of non-english songs unless your chorus is in english you're not going to have a lot of sing-along going along with that like you might have a fantastic song with like a beat like i mean i like black pink's do 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 that's the only thing i know how to sing of, of that song because everything else it's either i can't tell if it's like if the Korean is so close to the English or if they're seeing English but it's with such a heavy accent I can't discern the lyrics like I know that sounds bad but it's like because like there's there's parts where they're like rapping but like they're so rapidly speaking that I'm like like are they mixing Korean and English I can't tell and I'm just never like looked up the lyrics I was to say like Google the lyrics there. yeah no and but it's just like like that song's awesome and it's got a fantastic like bass line to it it's 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 a fun song but it's also like I don't see people necessarily singing that song, more just like right. using it as like a background music because of the, the the music itself is. So like I mean like BTS were on SNL earlier this season or sometime last season, and like there was a crowd there for them, but they, all of their songs were in Korean, so like I doubt they have too many English listeners that know their lyrics, other than they just know like the melodies and, and the harmonies and things like that to go along with the song. Right. So it's like. Uh, you you still need right. Well, I, I think English I think will help you also right. break out because like even with Enrique, like he was singing a Spanish and English, but those languages are still close enough to each other that right. you can parse it together. Right. But like Korean and, and any Asian language is so different than English that it's just like right, right. I mean that's right. difficult. That's right. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's harder. To in general, that. English. Or just have more success worldwide because English is more. And I mean, same with like, I mean, like Shakira, like, I mean, she was successful, but she oh, wasn't yeah, like she a worldwide until she started like singing and releasing records in English. Yeah. yeah. I think one of her first albums, or one of the first albums that really made her success was something, it roughly translated, it was like 
It wasn't sex, but it was like love in the laundromat or something like that. Like oh, laundry service. Laundry that, service that, that was her debut English. Was that her debut English? Okay. Yeah. But I, but like I think there were. But did they did they bring it? Was it originally Spanish and they brought it over? To uh, I think they were both Spanish to English versions, but I don't okay. know if yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure of like the chronology. Yeah. But like I mean, I don't, like that. I think the the title of the album sounded better in Spanish rather than like like English laundry mm. service. What does that mean? Like. I'm sure it has some relevance to her, and yeah. I'm sure on the album it has some sort of relevance. But just laundry service, like what does that mean? <laughs> it's just words. Well, it means you have to get your laundry done, and you go to the laundry service and drop it off, and say, "Here's my laundry," and then they wash it, and then you come by later and pick it up, and your laundry's been serviced. I guess maybe 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 she had a job as a teenager in maybe. a laundry. Maybe she laundromat or whatever. Yeah, like maybe she's discovered. I don't know. I don't want to say. She I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I'm just saying random <laughs> things now. <laughs> anyway, uh, we come back and now, hot off Danny's news, uh, Pete reaches out to Kenneth to ensure Tracy and Jenna are kept in the dark about it. Which uh, Kenneth does a good job. Seems like Tracy and Jenna do not know anything about Danny's uh, article, which literally never comes up again outside of the, the fake article that's printed. So. I guess it was successful. Kenneth, I'm having a Tracy and Jenna problem. Gosh, Mr. Hornberger, you say that so often, you should come up with a shortcut word for it, like, I've a Trina pra. Well, Danny's interview with the New York Times comes out today, so I've a Trina pra. A what? If Tracy and Jenna hear about it, they'll get jealous and act out, and as much as I want to, I can't slap the brat out of them. So, Tracy and Jenna will spend the day in the makeup room having full plaster impressions made of their faces. So that should shut them up for, uh, let's say 12 hours. Oh, my. That's a long time. Maybe I should keep them company. Yes. Tell them your stories. They'll hate that. Silly Mr. Hornberger. Always saying hate when he means love. Hello, Floyd. It's Liz. Thank you for calling me back. We have so much to catch up on. Yeah. So, how are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not going to ask me what's wrong with my voice? Uh, I was being polite. <laughs> Look, Liz, I'm sorry I haven't called in a while, but I'm in New York for a couple days, and I, uh, I'd really like to see you. Wow. Great. Okay. Um... Just tell me now if you've grown a goatee. No, no, no goatee. Uh, just chola eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so are you free tonight? Ah, uh, I have to work late. Can it be tomorrow night? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see you sooner than that, but, you know, whatever works. Okay, well, I'll call you tomorrow. Okay, perfect. Uh, I gotta run. Call me. Ciao. So quick follow-up. Okay. Shakira titled the album Laundry Service because... She wanted to represent her passion for love and music, which she compared to soap and water. So those were, she, the quote is, the reason I named it Laundry Service is because I spent the year dedicated to my two great passions, love and music. So that's why. Love and music, soap and water, that's definitely okay. a, a I mean, it's not a bad metaphor. album title, and you can name your music whatever you want. I've seen far more obscure album titles and I actually think it's a creative album title because I mean how many I mean you know what I mean like that on, on on the list of likely album titles that's way down the list of yeah you're not um, gonna mix it up with anything else you gotta stand alone yeah. you're not gonna it's, it's got people talking I mean, 15 years after the fact so Congrats. kudos Shakira moving on yeah <laughs> 
Moving on from Shakira. Uh, so Danny's uh, story has quote unquote been printed and he runs to Jack to seek advice as well as apologize. I don't know how this happened, Jack, but it's bad. I think I really screwed up. With a female page, don't worry, they disappear all the time. No, I did an interview for the New York Times and they printed all of this stuff that I didn't say. Typical liberal media. That's why I get all my news from Dick Cheney's website, dickviews.com. I never said that Liz banged her way to the middle or that Jenna kidnapped a Swedish au pair to use as a hair farm. And I never called Tracy clean and articulate. Why would I? He's not. This stuff is in the newspaper, Jack. Everyone's going to see it. No, they're not. It's a hoax. What? The New York Times doesn't have a staff writer named Seymour Nips. You've been pranked by the nerds. My guess is this is the work of Frank, uh, the black one, and Lutz. The writers? Why would they do that to me? Because they look at you and you're everything they're not. You're handsome. So are you, Jack. I wasn't fishing, but thank you. Danny, we will not let this stand. Well, then what are we going to do? I'm no stranger to the art of japery. At Princeton, I was in a secret society. I shouldn't tell you this, but one time we snuck up to Dartmouth, put their mascot in a box, and sent it to Mexico City. We didn't know until the next day that it was an actual Indian. He didn't speak a word of English, like all Dartmouth men. <laughs> all right, I'm game. Let's team up. What should we call ourselves? What's the most handsome animal? A, A silver, silver panther. So, Shane Jackson has a really good line reading there when when he's talking about how he described or how he didn't describe everyone, right? And talking about Tracy and like he whispers articulate, yeah. like it was like a really clever like because of white people, how for some right, reason they yeah. whisper when they say black, but. Yeah. Also, because articulate is like a backhanded racist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say comment. Just like you know what I mean. Like I mean, right. I think most people know the connotation of that. But because he whispers it, it's just like a clever like. Yeah. So I know I shouldn't be saying that. So I'm so I'm whispering it. My favorite thing is white people whispering black because it's just like, I mean, you're. It's not a bad word. Like I mean, I'm. I know a lot of people do prefer to be called African American, but a lot of people in the community also just say black is acceptable. So it's like, are you whispering because you want to say another word? Like, why are you? Th- I don't know. It's, just, it's always funny to me, and every time I hear anyone do it, it's always yeah. just like. Well, I think it's just people are, so like, are like very sensitive. Like yeah. the, you know, like it said that like what like the worst thing you can call a white person is a racist because they get all offended right. or whatever. So like right. they 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 they. I don't know. So they are acting as if that's a more loaded term than it actually is. I don't know. Or like they're trying so hard to be PC that they still think this, right. this doesn't. It still just doesn't fit right to me. I feel like it's wrong, and it's just like it's not. I don't. It's it's always funny to me because it's just like it's like you're why like you say ten words in a sentence, but that's the one that you lower your volume yeah. for. It's just well, like, I think you notice know, is like whispering that and also talking about how nice they are were or are like this nice black like like i yeah. mean i feel like i'm uh, well i don't say all the time but like certain people who have the proclivity to do that like that's i feel like that's a very common th- not thread i don't know fail right yeah yeah no I'm, i mean i've heard plenty of stories from my dad that <sighs> he's had some colorful things to say about non-white people my whole family has yes um, but he was telling me this story one time and he was like, you know, I've worked with a, a, a ton of black people and some of them are great. And it's like, what the fuck mm. does that mean, dad? Like, what the, why do you well, need to add that part in? We're in North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, we're in I, the South. So it's like, that's, 
that's part of the course it's, for it's, a lot. Yeah, but it's fucked up that that's the case. Is that's a that's an acceptable platitude? It's just like, yeah. well, it's just where we live. It's like that shouldn't be just yeah. brushed aside. It's, I mean, I think all we can do is call it out when... Absolutely. And I'm getting to the point where it's... Yeah, like, that's not okay anymore. And we were, like, we were, as kids, we were pretty good about, like, if my mom or dad said something, like, I remember... I I might have told... I know I've told you this story, but I don't think I've said it here. I'll try and keep it quick. But uh, I picked my mom up for lunch one day, and I guess she'd she'd had a rough day at lunch, or at work, and she just had to take out her frustrations. But we just, like, were driving along, and... We stopped at the stoplight, and there was a bus stop uh, to the right of us. And she just looks out the window and says, "What are you looking at?" And says the N word. And I was like, oh, and I looked at her, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what?" I didn't say fuck, but I was like, "What are you doing? Like, why would you God. say that?" And she was like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." I was like, "Don't apologize to me." Like, <laughs> I was just oh like, my God. I was like, "Why would you think that is okay? Like, that person has done nothing to you. Is just literally sitting there waiting for a bus." And you're gonna get upset with them for doing nothing. I was like, and she's like, I know it's wrong, but it's like if the if you know it's wrong, don't just stop. Either keep it internal or don't think that stuff. It's just like, oh. So yeah, I'm way past the point of forgiving people for being in their ways or being a different generation. Because let's face it, if you're still living in the current generation, you should be evolving and adapting to the modern standard not being stuck in the past with that's just the way it is and that's just how we grew Well, I mean, up. it wasn't acceptable back then either. No, it wasn't it was acceptable. It was just... More, well, actually, it was, it was more accepted, I it guess. It was more status quo. Right. Um, whereas, like, now, it's like, yeah, we don't say those words. And it's like, well, in my day, we did. Well, congratulations. In your days, we also didn't... In your days, there was segregation. Like, yeah, also, you didn't wear seatbelts because they weren't invented right. yet. So, today, we have those and they're a law and you have to wear them. That's just how it is. That's the... I mean, it's... It's just it's, it's oh I hate that logic so much. Anyway, back to Thirty Rock. Liz gets some bad news. Um, as the writers room are watching the Day Show. And welcome back to the day on this. Christmas. Guess who called me? The boob job recall center. No, Floyd. We're having dinner tomorrow night. I don't know what it means, but I am allowing myself to be excited. I mean, on the phone, it was like we were just right back there, Liz and Floyd. Liz and who? Come on, Floyd. My ex-boyfriend, the only good boyfriend I've ever had. Recovering alcoholic, he used to work in this building. Oh, you mean that guy? And of course, this is our other finalist couple for the Today Wedding Contest, Floyd and Caitlin. Look! That's also some pretty good exposition on Liz to reacquaint the audience with oh, who yeah. Floyd was. Yeah, that was a good way to do it. It wasn't fumbling but it's like you're talking to the viewer is the same as you're talking to the writers of like you know yeah also also you're setting up what the conflict of floyd's will be of that he's a recovering alcoholic and all that so it wasn't stumbling it wasn't forced it felt like a genuine yeah description for the character so kudos good guys. exposition good job, guys that's a hard that really is a hard thing to do though also caitlin in that today show shot looked like every midwestern white lady ever like blonde has like the workout like she outfit looks, i mean i don't want to body shame anyone but when like at the very end of the episode when she's talking to liz and she's saying like you know i don't have any girlfriends because of my body she looks sickly like she looks way too thin to me like you can like i don't know she's well i know it's, i mean yeah, i was more talking about like what she was she oh, like no, her clothing, what she was wearing like it looked oh, like yeah. every like like i don't know just like 
white woman out jogging or doing right. like exercise. Yeah. So it makes sense. And now the Floyd's in Cleveland. He's 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 succumbed to the way of the land. The way of the Midwest, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Liz is still. When we come back from the the first break. Uh, Liz is still upset that Floyd is on TV and confesses to Jack. And I, I think this is another good like moment for her. It's not quite a heart moment, but uh, it's a pretty good moment. Like, like she's she's like burying herself. Like, man, like this is the one that I wanted, and I thought we were so close, and now I still can't have it. Like, it's it's kind of heartbreaking for her. Uh, Lemon, can I have your weakness files on Frank Tufer and Lutz? Floyd's getting married. Maybe on the Today Show. Floyd never told you? I mean, B's before H's, but that is low. This sucks, Jack. I know that I'm a sour person, and I don't like a lot of people, but I liked Floyd. And I guess in the back of my mind, I thought we'd end up together someday. That, you know, the whole thing would turn out like a movie where Christopher Cross sings a song like, All my days I've been waiting for you to come back home in the moonlight. Of New York Lemon, I'm sorry. We all have our romantic pipe dreams. I thought that Nancy would leave her husband for me, and it's not going to happen. They're Boston Irish Catholic. They mate for life, like swans, like drunk, angry swans. Vote for Floyd and Caitlin. I love this woman. Oh my God! I can hear him on the plaza. Hey, keep it down. bad enough that he is getting married, but does he have to do it right outside my window? No, he cannot win this contest. Lemon, I know you're hurt and I know that look, but don't even think about revenge. You are not a silver panther. What are you talking about? Just stick to the high road. The low road is a slippery slope. I know, Jack, believe me. It's like on TV. It used to be you couldn't say crap. Then they let that slide, and now we can say whatever we want. Douchebag, asswipe. Anal rot. Exactly. So I'm simply going to ask Floyd, as a friend and former intercourse companion, to do me the favor of not getting married right outside my window. I'm going to meet him tomorrow night at McShanley's for dinner. McShanley's, the place where you got food poisoning from the fish three times? So? So are you sure you're not planning to get Floyd sick and sabotage his chance of winning? What? No, Jack, that never even occurred to me. And you'll never be a silver panther. I don't care. I'll start my own group. Rejection from society is what created the X-Men. Okay, so there's a couple things. Yeah. You, you start, and we might sync up. So. Yeah. Two thoughts. So first, I, I bet there was a lot of audience ident- identification on that line about, I'm a sour person, and I don't like a lot of people. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, it's true to the Liz Lemon brand. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying, right, a lot of audience identification yeah. with people saying, hey, that's yeah. me. Um, second... Isn't it a conflict of interest? Like, even if Floyd doesn't work for NBC Universal anymore, like he used to, it's weird that like someone who used to work mm. for a company is like in their contest a couple years That's later. True. I was kind of thinking that. Mm. I don't know if that actually is a because con- if he was a current employee, that definitely would be former employee. Well, is I don't Thirty Rock know. completely owned by Universal? Yeah, and I mean, NBC Universal owns all of Thirty Rock Today Show. But I mean, but in this case, they own. I mean, he worked for their accounting department, and the Today Show is NBC, so that definitely falls. I mean, not say that I don't know if the whole building is or not, but I yeah. mean, those two things definitely are. Hmm. So 
I mean, former employee, maybe it's not there anymore, but I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, like I didn't think about that. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are my two things that I'm well, thinking of. Um, well, the first thing that's more of a factoid than anything is uh, her singing the Christopher Cross song, quote unquote song. Um, so what happened was after this episode aired, Chris Cross, Christopher, Chris Cross is a different band or artist. Uh, Christopher Cross actually liked the song so much he he made it even like he actually made it a song which is found on the 30 Rock soundtrack but that wasn't actually a Christopher Cross song no, she was, she, like she oh. was basically making it up and she goes and he liked it so much that he then turned it into a song which then is the reason that um, help me out James Marsden who is the next man ha wow. full circle all sorts um, of degrees of yeah, separation, separation. um is named Christopher Chris Cross in as his character as an homage to the singer Christopher Cross. So I thought that was a kind of fun little factoid. Well, I guess just sort of expanding on like the line you said about I'm not I'm I'm a sour person. I don't like many people. Like that that's that small like heartfelt moment of like again she's realizing she's losing something and it was something that she really liked. She had a lot of fun with. So it's like. Yeah, but you're right. There's a lot of relatability in that line alone. So, yeah, that's sad. Poor Liz. Poor Liz. But she stopped sending it. Now, also, actually, I know there's a third thing. Was she planning to go there to give him food poison? Because she admits it later on. But did she decide to start giving him food poisoning once uh, Jack says, are you going to go there to give him food poisoning? I mean, I think she was already planning on it. She was already planning that. on it? Yeah. I'm not, well, because I think her her line there, I wasn't even thinking about that, leads me to think she wasn't planning that until Jack uh, gave her the idea. Oh, I, th- I mean, I think she totally was because, I mean, from a writing perspective, you have to have Jack say it because Liz isn't, isn't going to say, I'm taking you to that place because I'm trying to get him poisoning, but that's definitely what is implied from the way I see it. But So you have to have Jack say that so the audience that's, knows what's yeah. going on. You know? Yeah, that's because otherwise, she, why would she, why would she, right, she wouldn't just the exact restaurant they're going to yeah. without setting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Well, Liz is a monster, so. Duh. Good job, Liz. She's a sour person. She's a very sour person. While Jack and Danny get back at the Pranksmen by uh, having a faux news report come over that there's a Cloverfield-like monster inside of the building, uh, Kenneth is still keeping Jenna and Tracy occupied. And I think there's multiple cutaways they have of this, but this particular one is my favorite because it's just Kenneth reading his autobiography. And just I, the joke speaks for itself. And it's just it's so funny because it's just so stupid. Now, I don't have a lot of experience reading stuff out loud to people, so I'm going to do this the most normal way I can think of. Space, 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 my autobiography, space, 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 by Kenneth Ellen Parcell, space, 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 space. Thank you. Good morning, ladies. Mm-hmm. Good morning. This. Last night, I had a very graphic dream about Kenneth. What? Oh, I know, it's disgusting. But Tracy and I had to listen to Kenneth talk for hours yesterday. He must have gotten into my subconscious. And then I dreamed that he and I I just... don't want to hear it. La, 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 no. 
Good morning, Mr. Jordan. Oh, good morning. The Maroney, something horrible happened to me last night. I had a dream that Kenneth and I got intimate in a portable jacuzzi. It was crazy. Glistening black and white skin. It looked like a close-up of a killer whale being born. He got me too. It was horrifying. Now I never want to go to sleep. Just like this amazing city that we live in. Well, someone posted on IMDb that there's a goof because Tracy actually lives in New Jersey, not in New York. Oh, so what a blooper. What a what a bad writing job you guys did over at 30 Rock. For shame. So, the pranksmen continue their war with Jack and Danny, learning that Jack was in the Princeton Secret Society, which I assume is a joke on the Skulls. Isn't that the infamous? Like, well, I guess Skulls and Skulls and Bronze is yeah. the... But I mean, all... I mean, plenty, yeah, but a lot of schools have, like, yeah. Yeah, there's private... Secret, yeah. Yeah, legacy group, secret whatever. Series, yeah. yeah. So the Pranksmen continue their war with Jack and Danny, uh, learning learning that Jack was in a Princeton secret society called Twig and Plums, which, if those words are ever uttered, that the person must leave the room, no questions asked. Meanwhile, we catch up with Liz and Floyd on their date. You want to split some mozzarella sticks? I saw you on the Today Show. Damn it. I could have sworn you watched the early show on CBS. The early show? What am I, in a hospital? I'm so sorry, Liz. You know, I just wanted to tell you everything face to face. I did not mean for you to find out about Caitlin on TV. Believe me, if I had a time machine, I would go back and do it differently. You want to split some mozzarella sticks? Ah, I didn't go back far enough. <laughs> Look, I, I want you to be happy, and obviously you have a life to live, but your getting married is a big deal to me. So please, don't do it where I work. And don't drag my best friend TV into it. No, I get it. I do. But I'm sorry, I gotta do this. Look, Caitlin is a yoga aerobics instructor and an ab model. I was in a reenactment on America's Most Wanted once. Playing a lady strangled on the toilet. Well, we're just hoping the exposure can help Caitlin get some jobs here in New York. Here in New York? Wow. Let's just order. I'm sorry, Liz. Uh, yeah. No, don't be. It's fine. High road. So are you seeing anyone? You should try the fish! <laughs> uh, I think that scene, like, it just, again, it just showed the good rapport that they have, and we should have gotten more of this episode. Uh, and even though we come right back from the commercial break to more of it, and we get the, the full breakdown and, and the conflict of the episode, at least with their story, it just seems like Right after that, we have seen with Tracy, Kenneth, and Jenna, and following more of their storyline, and the Jack and the Twigs and Plums and all that. Like it's just we could have stayed in the restaurant more and gotten more Floyd and Liz, just great, great characters. But we take what we can get. Uh, meanwhile, now comes the truth of Liz. So we'll probably break the scene up a little bit because it's it's a bulkier scene. But here we are. So, it's your second salmon. How are you feeling? Like a rock star. Hey, excuse me. Can I get another salmon, compadre? Sauce on the side again, please? Eating healthy, because I'm marrying a lady that keeps it fit. You know, nice and tight, you know. Kabow! <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Hmm? Hells yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Whoa! This is my jam right here. Ooh, my jam of lamb! Mm-mm. <laughs> So, another Jack Lay Salmon, and anything for you? 
Wait, what is Jack Glaze? It's our special sauce that we put on the salmon. It's molasses and honey and Jack Daniels. It has alcohol in it? No, no, he doesn't drink. Oh, don't worry. The alcohol cooks down with the fish. But what if you get the sauce on the side and it isn't cooked with the fish? That would explain why we have so many drunk kids here. Oh, what have I done? This is the slippery slope. I mean, I get you want to eat healthy by eating more salmon, but eating three salmon in a meal does not seem too healthy. And also, did you not eat anything the rest of the day? Like, isn't yeah. it? It's supposed to be a. It, I don't know if fish isn't necessarily a filling food. Yeah. But I guess it depends on how they cook the salmon, like how much butter they put in it. Because I guess yeah. theoretically, like. Three salmons could be the same number of calories as like one burger, maybe. Maybe. It's dep- I mean, it obviously depends on portion sizes and stuff. But also, but like any sides that come with it. That's if, it's, true. if it's strictly just salmon, it's yeah. probably more okay, or it's the, at least more forgivable to eat three rather than yeah. a side each time. Because I mean, well, if you look at the salmon I actually have, I think that's usually it's like a couple hundred calories per like plank or whatever you would yeah. call it and i mean I, I i don't like cook it with lots of butter i just do some seasoning so yeah. i'm just like obviously restaurant cook stuff is gonna have more but yeah but yeah still, it's i don't not know that much well yeah i don't know yeah hmm. i just like i've never noticed it until this viewing but i was like wait a minute three it's a lot of protein maybe seven? he's bulking up in the gym so he needs lots of protein to uh to keep up assist with her. Yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah it's just it seems like it's so much but also the joke of I mean this is just obviously a, a, a bit but you even if you got the sauce on the side you would not be ingesting alcohol so of course not yeah I, I don't think that they could put that or at least they definitely wouldn't be serving it to kids without it or with, with that right. as, as being a thing yes so. that's just because it's it right sitcom. It's, it's fun I mean it's 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 a fresh joke in terms of, like you don't hear that joke that often, but you also probably don't hear that joke that often because it's so immediately disputable. But anyway, but it's a good reason to to get him drunk without her spiking his food or yeah. spiking his drink or anything like that. So and it it uh, derails her original plan of getting sick from salmon. He gets sick of from alcohol poisoning. There's alcohol in that sauce. You've been drinking alcohol. Trying to get me drunk? Squeezing one last ride at Six Floyd's Amusement Park? Well, we're closed, sorry. No, Floyd, I just wanted you to get food poisoning to mess up your Today Show thing. Look, you're drunk. It's my fault. Let's get you back to the hotel. No, I would never do that to you. Get you drunk on salmon or any fish. Thought we cared about each other. Yeah, I did too. I thought the only thing keeping us apart was that you wanted to live in Cleveland, but you'll move to New York for Caitlin. Yeah, I will. You know why? One, blonde. Two, she's alive, like a deer. She runs and sniffs and jumps and stares. She's not like the badger with its glasses and its rules about weekday sex. Those are good rules. People have work in the morning. How are you still single, Liz? There's so many guys out there that want to be poisoned and yelled at. Yeah, well, uh, have a good night. Enjoy your salmon. Salmon for everyone! On me! He's gonna regret that in the morning. Also, would people really cheer if someone else would buy salmon for everyone? Right. I mean, I guess the joke is usually you buy... Um, yeah. That's the subversion. You buy drinks for everyone. Of course. Yeah, that's funny. 
we come back to the writer's room and the so we've wrapped up the uh, Kenneth Tracy Jenna storyline of love they just hit him over the head with a frame and that defeats their evil it's, it's not a great well the joke is that they're not asleep they're actually right. awake so they're actually they beating up, him with yeah they stayed they stayed awake through the night in order to to defeat Kenneth and their dreams because like Nightmare on Elm Street you can't get killed if you never go to sleep but they ended up thinking they were asleep so they attacked Kenneth thinking that he was in their dreams but he was actually awake so it's ta-da and now they're cured yeah they're cured it's it's not that great Uh, but we come back to the writer's room and Frank finds a video on his door oh I did a lot of writing Who's that from? That's my mom's room. Hello, Frank. I think you know where I am. I just happened to run into your mom at a TJ Maxx in Queens and we came back here for some canola and red wine. She's a lovely woman. I'll be leaving soon. I'm a gentleman. As is Danny. Hey, Frank. Your mom's a hugger. Don't push me, Frank. You won't enjoy the next tape. Your mom might, though. And I believe two foreign lots also have mothers. Do we understand each other? Pranksman, stand down. I do enjoy the thought of Jack just happening to be in a TJ Maxx in Queens because I'm sure Queens and TJ Maxx are places that he is just always in. He goes at least once a week to... To check out the sales. Uh, do you? This is a very dated thing. Do you remember in like elementary school when the sickest burn or the best way to insult someone was to make fun of their mom? Yes. Like, why yes. did that? Why did that ever become so? Like, is it because of like that maternal idea of protecting your parent that you're just like, oh, this gets me riled up. But it's just like thinking about it. So many years removed. It's just like, I mean. Yeah. What, well, that's why it's the elementary this? school right, jokes because yeah. they're not they're not necessarily very clever. No. They're just insulting. I mean, like, how many? I just so many times I heard I was sleeping with your mom last night, and you would get upset about that. But it's like, yo, mama, so fat. Yeah, yo, mama, mama so, so ugly. Fat, but it's like you never say anything about my dad. Like I don't know. It's just like well, it's always the mo- is it because, because our society is right, misogynistic. Women are like weaker so making fun of a woman is yeah. easier and, and more offensive so well I, yeah I, th- I think people take offense generally at people right at people making fun of their mother more and also right because just very weird also I like Jack's line that two furry lots may, I believe they also have yeah. mothers <laughs> yeah no it's a, it's a good thread it's, and it's it's a better way of wrapping up that storyline than than the Kenneth Tracy Jenna stuff um, it's still forgettable in terms of it's just not a great storyline but it was at least some fun there um but anyway we come back for the finale of the episode uh liz admits to jack that she ended up poisoning floyd but with alcohol rather than fish unfortunately floyd has not left any any of the today show nbc morning lineups uh, because he's now harassing poor kathy lee and hoda um but Liz goes to make right with Caitlin and Floyd. Caitlin, you have every right to be furious at me. What I did was unconscionable. And I I didn't have a lot of time, but to make it up to you, I hope that you'll accept these 
TGS mouse pads and a man's wallet with the Dateline logo on it. You're not mad, Liz. This is a relief that he'd gone off the wagon because of me. No, even drunk, he only had really nice things to say about you and your butt. God, I don't remember any of that. Did I fall down while I was with you? Because my lower back is killing me. Oh, boy. Floyd, I am so sorry. No, Liz, there's a reason I quit drinking. You know, I, I probably would have left me there, too. I really just want you to be happy. You too, Liz Lemon. So go. Get married. Love each other. <laughs> and if you go on a cruise for your honeymoon, may it be free of pirates. Audi 5000. Liz, look, well, maybe this is crazy, but I don't have any female friends because, you know, my body. And I was just wondering. And now I have agreed to do a reading from Corinthians at Floyd's wedding. So instead of avoiding seeing Floyd getting married. I'm in the wedding party, yeah. So that was Floyd. That was the episode Floyd. Uh, the... <clears throat> the credit scene will be semi-continuing the Kenneth Tracy Jenna stuff. Uh, it's mostly visual, but basically now the Kenneth escaping into dreams and haunting dreams now has uh, come to Pete, who has. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny in the basically just really in the facial uh, manipulation or facial reactions that everybody has but it's it's really a more visual joke basically kenneth starts stripping and dancing and liz joins in on the fun in pete's dream so some un, uh, unspoken things there that's going on in pete's head that he probably should work on ah final thoughts on floyd it seems like we're going through a bit of a uh not as strong street like string of episodes i feel like mm-hmm. the last few like this is definitely like the, the 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 only one that feels like just straight up like a filler episode that doesn't really have much to do with anything outside of what happens in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It seems like in the in the last like five or so, there've been it hasn't been as uh, sharp overall as a lot as a lot, most other points in the series. So mm-hmm. hopefully we will recover momentum as we move towards the finale. Well, I remember was it the one Michael Sheen first shows up that. Um, you said this is where you remember, or was it Elizabeth Banks showing up? Where you said you remember this is sort of where peak Thirty Rock. Yeah, because of like Elizabeth Banks, like Cable Town. Yeah, but I guess maybe maybe the Cable Town doesn't really take root more until that the next season. Yeah, I don't know. So season like, five opens with the Cable Town okay. merger officially being done. So maybe that's what I'm really thinking of then. Because the I lot, mean, once you've said that, the last few episodes have been like. Yeah, we, I feel like we've always we've been saying, yeah, it's a kind of a filler episode. Well, it's like I, I feel like I associate right. I feel like I associate the Avery character and Cable Town stuff with the peak of the show, but we're not. I mean, apart we have had that in a couple episodes, but apart from that, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we haven't gotten to the meat of it yet. So yeah. maybe once we get there, is what I'm thinking of more. All right. Well, as always, uh, thank you for joining us on Go to There. If you like what we're doing. Rating and reviewing all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you next week's episode, Season 4, Episode 17, uh, Episode number 75 total, Lee Marvin versus Derek Jeter, wherein Avery Jessup and Nancy Donovan uh, <gasps> both 
have to be juggled by Jack to determine who he wants to date or slash be in a relationship with. Uh, meanwhile, Topher, yeah. Meanwhile, Topher learns that he was an affirmative action hire and quits TGS. Uh, David, take us out. See you next time. I've had enough of both of you. Your bad behavior stops now. Absolutely, sir. We promise. And we are never, never taking you for granted again. In fact, we'd like to sing you a thank you song. Thank you, Kenneth. Oh, I'll show you how to thank me. Let's do this. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. All my days I've been waiting for you to come back home in the morning. Of New York City.